Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Green Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldsmith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Green Bar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billiken's win. Billiken's win. Now from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. And a key block. By the left guard, Tom Ackerman. And right here, let's go downstairs to Bonnet. Marv, if you remember that uh, big run Robert Holcomb had on the first drive, one of the guys responsible on help busting him loose was Tom Ackerman. Tom Ackerman up front, and this is a unit that has played very well. A good night for Eddie George. 21 carries, 74 yards. The left guard, Tom Ackerman, with the block that, that set him free. It's a first down. Ah, yes, it is that time. NFL Picks. Thank you very much. NFL Picks, uh, great to be along with you. We are at Ballpark Village, and we will get right back to the Cardinals in just a moment. But first, it is time to do something that we did for the first time last week, and that was picking against the spread. Now, I'm only as good as back-to-back wins. Because last week, I was good. I was 11-4 and against the spread. So if you were listening to that show, and many of you do listen on a weekly basis, I hope that I helped you out. Of course, these picks uh, are for entertainment purposes only. Do not uh, base these on the amount that you are wagering. Of course, I'm just giving you a guide, just a guide. They are in the fourth quarter right now. Jacksonville leads Atlanta 20-7, to so that game is out of our picks, so we will pick. Last year I was 11, last week I was 11-4 and against the spread. So let's see what I can do here. Miami at Buffalo. That one's going to kick off at noon. Buffalo's a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Miami. ESPN, the other day, I'm watching their morning show. I had a morning to spend at home, and I'm flipping through the channels, and they literally had a graphic up, a headline that said, is Dolphins offense best ever, question mark. Come on now. I mean, really? (laughs) Have we not watched the NFL? You can go as recently as the Chiefs. But we all know, going back to the greatest show on turf, they're going to have something to say about best offense ever, ever. I mean, we've played three games. They're 3-0. Now, they scored 70 points against a very bad Denver Broncos team, like really bad. Uh, But they did score 70 points at a game. It's impressive. They have the best offense player in football in Tyreek Hill. I will give them that. They are also going to lose today. Uh, The Bills are going to win this game straight up. Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Dolphins. I like Buffalo to cover that two-and-a-half against the Dolphins today. As good as Miami is, and they'll be good this year. But let's not get out of control. Speaking of the Broncos, what a horrible game this is. Broncos at Bears. uh, It's almost a who-cares game. The Bears are actually three-point dogs at home. Uh, Denver was so bad in that last game, and they have been so poor that I find it hard to believe that they will win this game 
as bad as the Bears are, I'm actually against what I should be doing here. I am going to take the Bears as an underdog at home at Soldier Field. I got Bears plus three. (laughs) They are brutal also, but we'll see. Uh, The Cleveland Browns, great defense. Noon kickoff for them. A two-point underdog at home against the Ravens, who are off to a two-and-one start as well. I'm going to go Brownies here. I got Browns at home plus two. Cincinnati at Tennessee. I told you the Bengals would beat the Rams, although I said they would win by a million. They only won by three. But they are two-point favorites at Tennessee today. Yikes. Two-point favorites at Tennessee. That is a tough call there. Uh, the Titans playing at home, I feel like have to win it. But I'm going to go Bengals. I, I will ride the Bengals here and get them to go to 2-2 two and two and actually do it by more than two. I'm going to go Bengals minus two. Rams at Indianapolis, it's a pick em. I love the way the Colts played last week. I'm going to keep it going with them. Colts win that game straight up. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Baker Mayfield's offense really shaky right now. Saints playing at the Superdome, a four-point favorite. I'll go with the Saints minus four. Washington at Philadelphia. Boy, the Commanders, they didn't let me down because I did pick Buffalo to win the game. But, boy, they had nothing for the Bills last week after I talked up Eric Bieniemy and his ability to run that offense. They visit a juggernaut in the Philadelphia Eagles Eagles are nine-point favorites. That is a sucker spread if I've ever seen one. Eagles win by 10 and cover that nine-point spread against the Commanders. Minnesota at Carolina, a pair of 0-3 teams. Vikings are four-and-a-half-point favorites. i got to think the Vikings are going to win this game. They are, going to, they are going to come off the schneid here and, uh, and get this win. So they will be one and three, and they will cover the spread. I got Vikings minus four and a half. Then you have the last noon game, Pittsburgh at Houston. I've been on the Steelers since the start, even though they got annihilated by the 49ers in the first game. I like them, and I'm going to have them minus three today at Houston. I'm still not a believer in Houston, not just yet. Vegas at the Chargers, Chargers all day long in this one. Chargers are minus seven. I don't love that spread, but I'll take it. Chargers minus seven. New England at Dallas. This is interesting now. Bill Belichick's getting some credit here as he goes to Dallas as a six-point dog. I'm going to go Cowboys minus six, although that is interesting. that I I thought the spread would be higher than that, actually. I will go Dallas minus six on that one. Arizona at San Francisco. Oh, my goodness. 49ers by 1,000 points. Uh, 49ers are a 14-point favorite at home. Arizona, I know, just beat the Cowboys, and that's great. 49ers are the best team in football right now. I have to take them even at 14. I'm going to go 49ers minus 14. I can't believe I'm giving somebody 14 points in an NFL game, but I will do it here. The Chiefs on KMOX tonight at the Jets. That place will be a madhouse, especially if Taylor Swift shows up, which I understand the rumors are she's going to be back again to see her new guy, Travis Kelsey. Eight points. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Jets plus eight. My gut tells me to go Jets plus eight, as bad as the Jets are, that they're going to ugly this game up a little bit and make it interesting. I think the Chiefs win this game by a touchdown and should comfortably win this game, but that the Jets will cover the eight. I, I'm, I, I don't know why I'm doing that. I just, I'm going gut feel only here. 
Monday night football, just one game to be concerned with. It's Seattle at the Giants. I'm really not big on the Seahawks just yet, even though they're 2-1. and one. The Giants showed me something in their comeback against the Cardinals. The Giants got throttled by the 49ers last Thursday night, but they've had some time to recover from that. And I'm going to take them plus one at home. I'm going with both New York dogs. What am I doing? Well, Seattle minus one, that's the spread. I'll go Giants plus one. All right, so those are my picks. Take them for what you will. I was 11-4 and four last week, though, just saying. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's Lutz Fan and Steel, the sporting director of St. Louis City SC. We are live from Cardinals Nation inside Ballpark Village. The Cardinals and the Reds, 215 first pitch for Miles Michaelis, 130 pregame ceremony honoring Adam Wainwright, Joe Potts network pregame at 1245. John Mosaloc joins us at 1130. We have a lot to do between now and 1240 when we say goodbye from this show in particular. Lutz is next. His team's playing great. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX, sponsored by Graybar. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. 35 yards off the end line, swinging. Get in there! This ball! Birthday, Sam and Dinneran! A header! City Leafs! Olays the ball into the Kansas City box. Clearance stopped up by Strap. in there. Base, base, yeah! Are you kidding me? 2 nothing, City Leafs! Oh, Jared Stroud! And they get loud! Dennerin stuffs one at the top of the box for KC. Now Leuven feeding Klaus top of the six. Yeah! Oh man, are you kidding me? It's gotta be three! And it's gotta be close! Wow, unbelievable. And then they scored again. Four to nothing to absolutely explode City Park last night. City wins it four to one over sporting KC. Joey Zanaboni. And Dale Schilly with the call on Y98 FM. We say good morning to Lutz Fandensteel, who enjoyed that last night. How are you, Lutz? Morning. I definitely enjoyed it, Tom, yeah. What a scene. My gosh. So how did this happen after a scoreless game up until that point? What changed that City was able to deliver four straight? Yeah, I think uh, you know, looking at the whole game, uh, it has to be very clear that Kansas is not a not a pushover. They are a, a very decent team. They are they were always the interest. It was a, it was a tight first half. We had I think the better chances in the first half, uh, and and Melia had some some really unbelievable saves there as well. Uh, Bradley said at halftime, you know, be patient. Uh, don't uh, don't get nervous. Play your game. We will get more chances. We just have to wait for this right moment. And in the second half. I think uh, Kansas had a few good chances. Uh, Roman Bucci did what he does best to save them. And then, um, and then we made some substitution, little changes, and straight away, I think you, you felt the energy coming back. The crowd pushed us. And, yeah, that 12 minutes of, of, of craziness, you know, I mean, it just was unbelievable how loud the stadium got. And, yeah, the first one went in, the next one followed, and it just was a was it was a great game of football. To be honest, it was exciting until the last moment. Uh, I think uh, the first seventy minutes was 
very tight, very uh, interesting, I think, for the crowd as well. And if you can celebrate in the end, scoring four goals again at home against Kansas, made it the perfect uh, Saturday evening, I think. Yeah, I think it was about as good as it gets, no doubt about it. Four to one gives you 17 wins. That is the most for an MLS team as an expansion team in the history of the league. And you can lock up the West if LAFC loses to Real Salt Lake tonight. Isn't that right, Lutz? Uh, yeah, that's correct. I mean, if, if we would, uh, obviously, that's uh, the dream scenario to, to finish top off in, in the West, you know, to have the regular season title in the Western Conference, which also automatically qualifies us for the CONCACAF Champions League. Um, yeah, it's still two games to go as well. You know, again, we don't really want to look too much uh, to LA what they're doing. I think we have two very big games coming up already on Wednesday, away to Vancouver, where we can do it. Even if LA wins today, we can do it ourselves. Uh, I think that that's always the, the, the biggest thing in football when you are in charge, when you are uh, in control of your own destiny. And I think uh, that's what we really have to look at at the moment. Lutz, your coach, back to him, Bradley Carnell, making all the right moves yesterday, bringing in Stroud in the 64th minute. He scores in the 75th minute. What is it about Bradley that he understands his personnel so well? Two things. One, that they are the right person for that moment of the match, but also how he constructs his starting lineups and the ability to give everyone a feel that they are part of this game because that's not easy either. No, I think, you know, it, it all comes down to a hard week of training and uh, Bradley and his staff, they see what's happening during the training week then they make the decision. And then I think it always comes down to the, you get that feeling in your fingers. You, you remember that song from Wet, Wet, Wet? I mean, that's kind of the, the feeling the coach gets sometimes. In this moment, uh, what is the right thing to do? Who do I see right now on the bench who can make a difference? And we were really, really good with our substitutions all season long as well yesterday. I said it was a burst of energy coming in and, and also the goal. Uh, not just the goal, Church Stroud scored the way, the way he performed. Uh, what a reaction. You know, he, he started lots of games this time. He came from the bench and, and he made a difference, uh, scoring that, that second one, which kind of, was the, yeah, I said that, that wrapped it up yesterday. And, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I think really that's the, the hard work the coaching staff puts in there. And there's no question about it. Uh, you win it 4-1 to one over Sporting KC. This is Lutz Fanestiel, Sporting Director of City. How much more can you say about Klaus? And it's not only his goal-scoring ability, but what he does to set up his teammates, what he does away from the ball, what makes Klaus more than a goal scorer, Lutz? You know, I, I'm always uh, having uh, problems to, to pick up or uh, to talk about one player after a performance like that because it was a great team performance. Not just 11 players, everybody came on, you know, it was part of that. But of course, uh, Klaus scores two goals. Uh, he, he leads very well, he leads by example. Uh, he, he really uh, pushes the guys to the next level and in front of goal, he's, he, he, he's clinical. So, Definitely, you know, it's a very important piece in, 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 our, in our game. But then you can pick out yesterday, you can pick out Edu Leuven, who had three assists and, and the way he, he sometimes serves for his players, the vision he had is unbelievable. We have Tim Parker, uh, Joachim Nielsen, the whole back for Roman, who really performed yesterday, only a late, gave a late goal in the 93rd minute. I think he really would have deserved their clean sheet. Uh, and it goes on and on. Blown won lots of tackles in the middle. Uh, you know, Sam scored a great goal. Uh, 
I mean, everybody, everybody played a great role. Our two, our two fullbacks, uh, Anthony Morkanik and Nowinski, had, had a very good game as well. So it's, it's just, I think really, again, you know, I mean, I, I sound like, a, like an old record, but in the end of the day, it's not just about one or two or three players. It's not about a DP, it's not about a star player. It's all about what, what everybody puts there in the mixer. It, it's about everybody who has its part on the field and in the coaching room and, and, and any, anybody else. So I think that's what, what we are made of and that's what we want to present is a unit, is, is a team. And, you know, I, I said that a long, long time ago when, when people still hated us even more than they do now, that we believe in a designated team. And, yeah, I will say it again. That's what I see, uh, nothing else. I hear you. The last thing is that, you know, I, I keep saying it to myself, too. This is not one year. City has been building this for a long time. And in fact, you took over as sporting director, I believe, in 2020. So we're talking over three years now at the helm of this, along with the ownership group. How proud are you of the collective push forward by everybody involved and what this means, not only to your career, Lutz, but uh, to everybody who decided, yes, I, you know what, I'll, I'll raise my hand, I'll sign on to that, and I'll be part of that and see what we can do together. Yeah, I think it all came down, you know, to, to sit down with the ownership group and, and make that plan uh, uh, from day one, what we want to achieve, where we want to go. I mean, yeah, I mean, over, over three years, but we're only playing not even a year. So there was a lot of, a lot of uh, work done, planning and strategy done uh, in, in the back offices before we even, even kicked the ball. But yeah, I mean, you know, definitely, I think uh, we have to, we can be, we can be happy. Uh, we also can be a little bit proud. But Bradley said it yesterday. He just summed it up perfect. We can't really buy anything yet for that what we have achieved. Even if we would break now another record, which is 57 points, in the end of the day, we don't get any silverware for that what we have done yet. But it's, it's not even about silverware in the first year. It's about building something, building a legacy building something sustainable for the future. And, you know, uh, St. Louis has that football culture. We don't want to be that, that, that one-year team which, which does that well and then somehow disappears in the gray middle of the table. We want to do well now. We want to do well in the future. And we want to build something which people are proud of, not just, not just the people who work here, but the whole city, the whole region. We want everybody to be proud of, of, of the team and, and perform and do well and yeah, I think I, I see it really as a, as a, again, as a team effort. When I talk about the team now, I'm not talking about the team on the field. There is a lot of, a lot of work done behind the scenes, off the field, in the offices. So I think uh, what's happened right now is just something great for the, for the whole organization. It is special for people in St. Louis to rally around this team. They are the talk of the town right now. They are St. Louis City SC. We're proud to be partnering with you, and we look forward to the next step, Lutz. Thanks, as always, for being with us here on KMOX on these Sunday mornings. Great. Have a nice Sunday. You too. Sporting Director Lutz Fanestiel on KMOX. Sports on a Sunday morning continues. Our partners, the St. Louis Cardinals. That's where we are right now. Ballpark Village. It's starting to fill up a little bit already here at Cardinals Nation. People jumping in for an early lunch. It's a 2-15 first pitch. The gates will open here shortly. They'll have a one thirty ceremony inside the ballpark for Adam Wainwright, so make sure you're in your seats at that point. We're going to talk to John Mosellock, Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, when we return. You're listening to Sports on a Sunday Morning. I'm Tom Ackerman. We are sponsored by Graybar. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back. We are at Cardinals Nation inside Ballpark Village as we get ready for the Cardinals and the Reds. 2-15, 1-30, pregame ceremony for Adam Wainwright. Coming up after the noon news, I will replay my interview with Lydia Olmstead, who caught a foul ball in Section 147 yesterday. My friend... Lydia is blind. She has significant hearing impairment, and she says the ball literally landed in her hand gently yesterday as there was a commotion around her and a scramble. The magic and the miracle of baseball uh, comes back to show us once again. Joining us is John Mosellock, Cardinals President of Baseball Operations. Hello, Mo. Great to be along with you as always. Good morning. Yeah, I just heard what you said. Was that someone that was sitting like in the green seats or is that the one in the left field she was in 147 so she was just behind the cardinals dugout row six in uh That's in amazing. red seats there it's unbelievable yeah. i mean yeah she she's uh she's pretty incredible she'll be there again today at the ball game and and sitting there with her mom so i'm sitting there with my wife and daughter and she texts me i just caught a foul ball and sends me a picture her mom sends me a picture of her holding a ball. I'm like, what? So I uh, waited till the inning was over. This was in the fifth, and I headed down to visit with her, and we, we taped a few minutes. Pretty incredible. It's actually a reminder of how this game really stands alone in a lot of ways um, in, in terms of moments. You just never know what you're going to see at the ballpark. Well, I think that's why people always come out every day. You just never know what you might see. And, uh, you know, I basically go to a baseball game every day, and, even me, I, I find some days I, I see things that I've never seen before. So uh, that's what makes it so exciting. That is so true. And today is a day where I think everybody wants to be here just to take it in one more time. The ballpark, the routine, the hot dog, the cold beer, the soda, and see their team one last time before they fold up the tents and get back at it for spring training. There is an experience. And then on top of that, we get the experience of saying goodbye for now to Adam Wainwright, who will wear the uniform for the last time. And uh, it is a, a festive day in a lot of ways, isn't it, Mo? It is. It's, it's, it's always bittersweet um, when you're not going to October, when you didn't achieve the things that you had worked all off season to do. You, you think about the, the cycle of, of a baseball season, and, you know, it really begins in, in earnest right around November 1, and then takes you through the end of September, early October, 
And then depending on your run, maybe deep into October. But my point is, it's like all the preparation, all the work, everything that goes into it. And then not to um, ultimately achieve what you set out to do is, is always a bit bittersweet. And, and here we are today. Obviously, the season's ending. The, the, the page will be turned. And, and ultimately, uh, um, we'll go on to the next one. It, it's perpetual. But on a day like today, it's 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 something that that's very rare. Not not every organization gets to have somebody that's as special as Adam Wainwright. And when you think about those 19 years and what he's meant to this organization, uh, I mean, we could we could spend an hour or days talking about all the accolades and everything he's meant to this organization. But sort of dovetail that into last year with with having Yachty and and Albert closing their careers out and then being able to follow it up with, with Wayno, it's, it just shows you how special this organization is and how, how lucky we were or are to have players like that, that um, require the type of, uh, of send off that they get. And, and uh, like I said, not every organization can say that um, it is rare to have guys that have stayed in, in one place for so long. And, uh, you know, I think about, all of Adam's contributions to this organization, but he's a special guy and anybody that got to know him, get to watch him should be grateful for that experience. It's well said. And I know the feeling is mutual on his side about this organization and about these fans and about this town. He truly embraces the fans and sometimes it's not easy. I mean, he had a tough year and there were some fans questioning pretty vocally whether he should be out there and then he finishes like he did and graciously takes the microphone and tells the fans that he loves them. It is it was an amazing way to go out as a pitcher. I quietly hoped that that was the last time we would see him pitch because it's the way to go out. I mean, to to what a story, what a turn of events. Just take me through it from your perspective what you witnessed a couple of Mondays ago? Well, I, I think, you know, to begin with, obviously, I, I think a lot of the the frustration the fans felt, I think a lot of people did. Um, you know, you don't, you don't sign someone to a contract where you're, where you're hoping it just doesn't work out. Right. I mean, like the, the goal is, is, is he had a pretty good season last year. Obviously um, the month of September didn't go quite as he had hoped. And then, unfortunately, this year, just from a pure performance standpoint, there were some ups and downs, and and you could argue maybe more downs than ups. But to wait, to to achieve something that he set out to do, and that was to get 200 wins, is, is something that's remarkable. And and when you think about all the different games he could have won, or 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 you know could have achieved this maybe a season earlier, it's it's kind of remarkable. Bill and I were like kind of reminiscing on him. Oh, probably uh, midweek, and and we just thought back to some of the games that that he could have won. I mean, remember, like he he should have won twenty games um, one year, and he probably would have been the Cy Young. But we blew that game, and so you just you just never know. And I think back to that game of uh, what was it two weeks ago Monday, and and to, to just the grit, determination, and and how he willed himself to be successful. Now. He couldn't go all nine, so you leave it in someone else's hands, right? And I remember talking with some of those relief pitchers that pitched in that game, and they were like, I've never been so nervous. And, you know, they just they understood the magnitude of, of what that game meant, not just to Adam, 
but to our fan base. And, you know, I think that just makes that so much more special. And, and again, that's, you don't see these things always happen everywhere. And, and that's what makes being a Cardinal fan so special. A couple of things left for John Mosellock on this big day honoring Adam Wainwright. What do you think is next for him? I mentioned he's saying goodbye for now, but I kind of feel like that was phase one of his life and career, that we're going to see Adam Wainwright uh, flourish both as a man and really as a baseball man. You know, I, I, I get that question a lot. Um, I'm not sure he knows what next chapter looks like yet. I, um, I, I think he does have a real desire to to get behind a microphone, whether that's on a stage or in a booth. Um, so I, I think there's still some uncertainty of what that looks like. I think in the short view, it's it's about being a father, having some normalcy in his life. Um, anybody that's been in this game as long as he has, it's it's a roller coaster, um, and it's a it's a massive uh, time commitment. So, my hope for him is is you know th- this this next off season he catches breath. If he wants to fine tune his guitar skills, let him work on that. If he wants to uh, find himself in a booth, I'm sure he'll welcome that as well. So, um, I, I think his future is about as bright as anybody that could possibly have one. And uh, you know, but I certainly hope uh, our paths continue to cross somewhere along the way. John Mosellock, just a final thing for you. Today is October 1st. Tomorrow is day one of the offseason for the Cardinals. We're going to have a lot of time to talk about the pursuit of pitching and anything else that you need to move this club forward. Obviously, pitching is the number one priority. Just map out, if you would, what the next step is for your organization to try to get 24 back to your winning ways. Yeah, so I think what we'll do tomorrow is we'll have a staff meeting um, allow that that meeting for individuals to sort of unpack everything that that has happened probably take them the next uh week or so to to really uh digest all of this and and then probably sometime early next week start really mapping out a a off-season strategy on on what we want to accomplish Appreciate that, and thank you for the thoughts on Wayno. Have a great day out there today. Looking forward to being in the ballpark. We appreciate it, Mo. Thank you, Tommy. John Mosellock with us on KMOX. Sports on a Sunday morning is sponsored by Gray Bar. A quick timeout. When we come back, we'll look back at some of the great moments in Adam Wainwright's career, and we will continue on past noon today as we continue sports on a Sunday morning all the way up until network pregame. It's a 12.45 pregame, a 1.30 on-field ceremony, 2.15 first pitch. Don't miss a second of it. We have it on KMOX all day long. As a matter of fact, we're going to continue sports tonight because we'll have the Chiefs-Jets game, so there's no reason to go anywhere else. KMOX, back with you right after this. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. You know, I see that, that, that film and it just doesn't seem real. And it, it just makes it even more special that I can do it in a great town like this. So thank you very much. Two quick strikes on Carlos Beltran with the bases loaded two out. The Mets down by two. Breaking ball struck him out, and the Cardinals have won the pennant. Molina leaps into the arms of Adam Wainwright. 
as the rookie closer strikes out Beltran looking with the bases loaded and the Cardinals celebrate before their trip to Detroit. Isn't it something to remember those days? That was Joe Buck with a call on Fox in 2006 in which Adam Wainwright arrived his strikeout of Carlos Beltran in Game 7 of the NLCS at a rainy Shea Stadium with among others, Donald Trump behind home plate and celebrities all throughout the New York crowd awaiting a Mets World Series berth. It was not to be. Wainwright freezing Beltron with the curveball and the Cardinals going on to win the World Series with Wainwright striking out Brandon Inge in Game 5 of the World Series in 2006. And, of course, there was so much more to the Cardinals' right-hander, Throughout his career, the ups, the downs, the injury in 2011 that kept him out for the year, yet the Cardinals go on to win the World Series. You heard John Mosellock earlier discussing the missed bid to win number 20 and missing out on a Cy Young that he was never able to capture. But Wainwright never fell. He always stood tall, even when things were going against him. He vowed to get one more great performance the next time out, remained positive, had a very tough demeanor about him underneath that smile and that kindness. And it all came through on September 18th, 2023, after a long career that started in 05. And then we mentioned the 06 postseason heroics. Here he was on the mound in the seventh inning trying to finish what he started, seventh inning facing the Brewers. The 2-2 delivery curveball, and that's hit into center field. On the move is Newt Bar, and he makes the play in left center field. And this crowd is loving it. Adam Wainwright, seven zeros on the board. Terrific performance so far here tonight. Isn't it fitting that the last pitch that he threw was indeed a curveball, getting Josh Donaldson to fly out there, pitching seven scoreless innings. The Cardinals held on and won that ball game, one to nothing, and picked up win number 200 for Wayno at Bush Stadium in what would be his final appearance as a pitcher. Hey, thank you, man. Well, first of all, congratulations. Man, thank you. Thank y'all so much. Man. You played in big games before in your life, World Series, All-Star games. You've been in a lot of things. What was, what was it about tonight that seemed like it was more special? I just I wasn't by myself, you know. I, I know the Lord was working for me hard out there tonight, you know. Um, and... Uh, and, and y'all were working real hard for me tonight. Your stuff was really good. When did you feel like you had something working for you? Was it bullpen? Man, you know what? It's been a tough year. Just trying to trick him, you know. Just uh, I was so grateful to be able to pitch against a great organization like the Brewers who are going to win this division. They deserve it. But uh, you know what? Just goes to show you, you don't have to have the best stuff, but you do have to execute, make pitches, keep them off 
off balance, mix in and out, up and down, and get a little luck and some great defense behind you. Our guys are working real great behind me tonight. How about your catcher tonight, Wilson Contreras, that home run? Wilson, man. Yeah, give it up for Wilson. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Hey, let me tell you something. This guy's got more tears in his eyes than me right now. This guy cares. He's a winner. We're lucky to have him here. That was a great swing. Can't wait to see you finish out your career here, buddy. In closing, you mentioned how much the fans have meant to you and your teammates. You have the last word here. Hey, let me just say, first of all, my wife, Jenny, I love you. My kiddos, I love you all so much. But I love this city. I love being a St. Louis Cardinal, and I love that I got to play my whole career here. Thank you all so much for embracing me. I love you. Hey, everyone, this is Trey Wainwright, Adam's brother, here to add my congratulations to Adam and Yachty on tonight's record-setting milestone. Of all of your amazing accomplishments, this record is one that may stand forever. And what are the chances that it'll ever be broken by a pair of Roberto Clemente Award winners? The Clemente Award is only given out to one player in Major League Baseball each year, and you each earned it for your service to the St. Louis community and in Puerto Rico and our home state of Georgia and around the world through organizations like Big League Impact and your family foundations and many others. 325 regular season starts together millions of lives impacted both through your baseball careers and your charitable efforts and still going strong. Congratulations. Keep up the great work. and Thanks for everything. How great is it to hear that from Trey Wainwright? That was September 14th, 2022. We're all set for the historic moment right here with the fans standing at Bush Stadium. Pitch one is taken for a strike. Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina have the record of 325 starts as a regular season major league battery, passing Mickey Lolich and Bill Freehand from 1963 through 1975 with the Detroit Tigers. John Rooney with that historic call. Adam Wainwright, Waino, gets the job done, that record, and then the 200th win this year. And today, the celebration on the field of his amazing accomplishments. A three-time All-Star, a world champion twice in 2006 and in 2011, the year that he did not pitch. He underwent Tommy John surgery during spring training, came back and visited with the club and was a positive influence, no more so than in late August when the Cardinals were ten and a half games out and went to the Missouri Athletic Club, hat in hand, tails between their legs, just swept by the Dodgers on a hot afternoon at Bush Stadium. Yet it was Wainwright who stood in front of the crowd that night at the Knights of the Cauliflower Ear Dinner and told the group that he still believed in the team. Astoundingly, actually. He told the group that it was not over, that there was still a chance for this team, 
I know this for a fact because I was there with him holding the microphone when he said the words to the crowd, encouraging them and encouraging his teammates, saying we still have games remaining with the Brewers. And if we are able to win all of them, we'll only be that much closer. I wouldn't want to face the Cardinals if we're carrying that kind of momentum. In so many words is what Wainwright told the crowd that night at the MAC. And lo and behold, to his word, the Cardinals started to slowly make their climb. The teams in front of them started to fall back. And on that final day of the year, the Cardinals were spraying champagne as they had squeezed into the postseason with a terrific run and a collapse by the Atlanta Braves at the same time. Wainwright's career encapsulated by toughness, by positivity, and certainly by sheer talent, but at his best when things weren't going his way, when Wainwright could pitch out of trouble when he wasn't feeling good. And in that last start against the Brewers, it was vintage Waino, had a bad bullpen, didn't have a feel for his pitches, had some pain as well that was starting to creep in and stiffness, yet he gutted his way through seven scoreless innings in the final start and final performance of his career. We should also mention, and it doesn't get mentioned enough, that he actually won the gold glove twice in 2009 and after his Tommy John surgery in 2013, another year in which the Cardinals went to the World Series, ultimately losing to the Boston Red Sox. He's also, as he would remind you often, a Silver Slugger Award winner. That happened in 2017 and got himself an at-bat recently with the Cardinals in their game on Friday night. As Trey mentioned, a Roberto Clemente Award winner, and he led the National League in wins twice in 09 and in 13. Adam Wainwright with a record of 200-128 and an earned run average of 3.53 with 2,202 strikeouts will retire after this game. We will take a quick break. When we come back, more sports on a Sunday morning coming to you from Ballpark Village inside Cardinals Nation. I'm Tom Ackerman. We're lined up with the story of Lydia Olmstead, who caught a foul ball yesterday. She is blind. She has significant hearing loss, yet the ball landed gently in her hand. Her story after the news. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 